0: Welcome to the Millennial Reset Podcast, stories of everyday millennials that are redefining success and happiness, those that have decided to face those subconscious limiting beliefs head on and take the path less traveled to hit reset, stories that inspire you to take the leap to pursue the passions, dreams, and goals of your inner child and not the expectations of society. If you're new here, welcome. You found your people. I'm your host, Peter Goose, burnt-out millennial turned human design and mindset coach, and it's now my mission to create a space to have the conversations out loud around millennial burnout and mindset, and inspire and empower my fellow millennial besties to decondition from the programs that keep so many of us stuck, and rediscover your most authentic identity. Or in other words, the Millennial Reset. And I'm so glad you're here. Hey, besties! Welcome to another episode of the Millennial Reset Podcast. So, I want to start off with this whole concept uh, before we dive into my guest today, and it's this whole idea that there seems to be this common theme for so many millennials, where we really strive for this greater sense of purpose and creativity. We want so badly to go out there and do something that "quote unquote" makes a difference, right? But the societal landscape uh, does not really do a good job of fostering that. Would you agree? And for so many of us, we get to this point where we feel stifled in our careers. We feel like we've lost all sense of creativity and we're just a cog on somebody else's wheel. Uh, but my guest this week, Stephanie Renner, decided to take the leap of faith. After realizing that, hey, I actually don't fit in anybody else's box. So she created her own darn box and she is now a next act reinvention coach who is doing the good work out there to help other millennials to, you know, not only carve out your own path, but to really embrace your sense of creativity and purpose in the process Stephanie, I'm so excited to have you here. Welcome, welcome, and thanks so much for joining.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Peter. I'm so grateful to be here and spread the message that there are other pathways possible.
0: Exactly. There's other options out there that we didn't even know existed until now.
1: Dun, (laughs) Um, dun, dun.
0: So Stephanie, one interesting thing for y'all is Stephanie and I actually met through TikTok. She made this big leap and move from New York to try out living in San Diego where I'm at. And then we actually ended up meeting up and it was so cool. We got ourselves a little dessert together, (laughs) talked about millennials. Uh, Super cool. So now uh, so grateful to have her on the podcast. And Stephanie, let's start with, the fascinating things that you're doing today tell the audience a little bit about like what does it mean for you to be a next act reinvention coach
1: yeah thanks so being a next act reinvention coach i help millennials and closeted creatives to take their dream projects off of the shelf and launch them to life like there's always things that we've wanted to do but we haven't followed through with yet And I'm that person that locks arms with you is like, let's identify, clarify what are those things? And then how can we pick one, take the small action steps to have it come to fruition and also have fun and enjoy the journey along the way?
0: I love that. Yeah. I feel like so many of us, again, we kind of get stuck in this societal expectation of, you know, these are the only short list of options that are available for us to achieve success and happiness. But yeah, there comes that time where you're like, wait a second, is this really all that exists? So that's what I love what you're doing is you're kind of, you know, opening up everybody's eyes the same way that you had your eyes opened of, wow, like there are other options out there. There are ways that I can actually pursue my own passions as opposed to, you know, working for somebody else's dreams and goals, right?
1: Totally, totally. And I've done that route as well. And I learned a lot of things and I've taken them with me. And now I know how I can take it and bring it to the next level. So I'm so excited to create that in the business that I have is create your calling coaching, Mm -hmm. where I'm, I'm, I really believe like purpose and passion, they kind of have gotten overused. And that's why I love the idea of being creative and creating what is calling you. So That is um, what I love to do, help people kind of connect the dots, peer into their past and find the clues so that they can integrate more of the things they've always enjoyed doing and may have forgotten about into their day-to-day life. And it may not be that you're going to find a new job, but just by taking small action steps and stepping out of your comfort zone, one new braved act at a time, new things will open up and new pathways will appear and my thing is it, it doesn't have to be hard. it doesn't have to take a long time and you can actually have fun on the journey.
0: Huh, uh, yeah. And that's
1: what I did. I experimented. I create new words all the time. I explored it and experimented. I, love but that. I just love that. experimented. That's so me uh, yeah. along the way. And I just improv my way through life. And I was yeah. super shy. I was super um, sensitive and I just kind of kept in my cubicle for many, many years. And slowly I started to break out of the cubicle and break out and be my more true, authentic self. And that's what I want for other people. I want people, I want to live in a world where more people can share and express their many parts and give their gifts, share their strengths and be fulfilled and make an impact in the world.
0: Yes. And, you know, we talked a little bit about this before, but I think it's such a good point to nail into the ground is how caught up we get in this whole idea of finding our purpose, you know, and I was talking about this on a podcast episode a couple of weeks ago, where it's like, we grew up watching like Oprah and all these other like inspirational talk shows where it was all about going out there and finding your purpose. And it's this thing that's happening out here versus what you're talking about. And there's a big distinction here, of finding your purpose versus go out there and create your purpose. Your purpose doesn't come from some external stimulus. Your purpose comes from within here. And it's about you identifying who is it that you are, what makes, what ignites your creativity, and then finding a way to create that out here, as opposed to the opposite, where we wait from something out here to come and, you know, find us and bring us this enlightening moment. So talk to us a little bit about that, of like, What was it for you that kind of made that shift in your journey from waiting on something to happen of finding your purpose to saying, you know what, it's time for me to actually take the reins and create this myself. What was the shift like for you?
1: Yeah, uh, I was working at a digital media company doing human resources, and I was the head of the human resources department, and we had an intern Uh, a new intern class coming in. And at this digital media company, you know, we talked about the new changes to the Facebook feed, our writers would write about that or the new viral cat, you know, cat video or the new viral trending video. And I was like, I want to do something creative. So I actually uh, wrote a parody song to welcome the new intern class had my assistant uh, also perform it with me. And then when I went to share it with my manager, she said, absolutely not. You cannot share this. You need to be taken seriously. I was like, hmm. uh, okay, but this is like all I really want to do.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so at that moment I was like, This is this job needs to, you know, come to an end. And very shortly after I resigned and I went on a path to just figure out who I am, what do I want, and how can I integrate more creativity into my life. Yeah. Um and I think also, you know, there was a moment too, where my back actually um, went out and I was having a muscle spasm for a week and the most pain that I've ever had. And that was just a big wake up call. Like this isn't working. I have to do something different. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to figure it out. And I'm like, it can't be, this can't be. I remember I often think in song. um, And so I would just sit at my cubicle desk and, and hear like Ariel from the little mermaid singing to me, I want more, I want to be. <laughs> and then I also had a, this song in my head too. Of, I would change the lyrics to songs, make my own remixes. Um, you know, we're not going to take it anymore. We're uh-huh. not going to take it. No, we're not going to take it. I might not need a desk job anymore. You know, <laughs> this is the things that went through my mind and I was like, Oh my God, what do I do with this? Yeah. And so when I uh, resigned from my job, I, I went on a journey, like, as I said, to explore experiment, or explore menting, whatever we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I went to a, um, I started taking creative writing classes. I went to a ladies rock camp where you in three days learned a new instrument and then performed with a band. And actually, oh gosh, um, how fun. I learned, I learned uh, guitar, electric guitar, which I did not know. And, even though it was challenging, I rocked an A chord and I just went like, uh-huh. and I was like, yeah. And it was just the facial expressions that made it. And I was like, Oh, I love being on stage. Like there's the a <laughs> clue. Like I like to perform. So my parody song, you know, didn't get approved, but like, there's more of something of this out here. Yeah. And, um, so then I performed at the rock camp. I also, you know, it started co-hosting open bike nights. I, adopted this persona where I wore pink hair over my real hair and started started showing up on Periscope, which was Twitter's like live streaming app, which yeah. now doesn't exist anymore. But I just put it myself out there and like I just gave it a chance.
0: Yeah. And
1: I started writing parody songs like Lady Gaga has the song I live for the applause. Well I was like, well I live for the aha's you know light bulb. The way the things that. become clear for me. Uh 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 Oh my gosh. I do that thing that I love. I love my shine. Light shine. I
0: wanna, I wanna uh... and then the I wanna take an adventure into your brain, Stephanie.
1: Oh, it's it's quite an experience, yes, Peter. I'd love to share. But like and then when I was performing, I realized I love playing with props and just referring to just imagery. So I'm a visual storyteller. I'm like, how could I be sitting in a cubicle, you know, doing all this stuff. I felt like I was just getting people turkey sandwiches and tuna sandwiches. Like which one do you want today as an executive assistant to yeah. as a project manager? And just like, there's gotta be more, there's gotta yeah. be more and I'm going to create it. And I don't know what it looked like. And that was the journey that I got to go on.
0: Yeah. And what I love too, about kind of your framework is you talk a lot about this idea of like finding the clues, right. And mm-hmm. specifically kind of the clues from your inner child, from your past that so many times Um, society tells us, hey, you know, that dream that you had as a child, that thing that you wanted to do as a child is not feasible in today's societal landscape. And then, you know, once you get into your 30s and even 40s, sometimes you're like, wait a second, like, can I, can I maybe go back and try that out and just see what it would be like nowadays? So I'm curious to hear from you, like, what were some of your own clues along this same journey where you kind of had those aha moments of like, oh, yeah, I used to love, being or doing this sort of thing as a child, and kind of the clues of rediscovering some of those missing puzzle pieces.
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny you should ask because I recently, you know, visited my mom and went through tons of old photos when I was a child. So that's a great Ooh, place to adventure. go look and get some clues. And I found a, a drawing that I had done in art class in like second grade that said, Hi, my name is Stephanie. And when I grow up, I want to be an artist. And I was like, <gasps> What I didn't know I said that. Like <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So yes, I am an artist. And you know, there's that. And then there's also um Halloween costumes. Like what were the Halloween costumes that I chose as a kid? I kindergarten, I was a tooth fairy, like magical, you know, uh-huh. creative. And then fourth grade, I was a rock star rocking a microphone, but even I was shy and sensitive, but there was still something that wanted to come out. I just held it at that point, but that was there. And then I was a pioneer woman. I mean, you know, pioneering new things. Then I was Miss Made in America. Apparently, I like attention. (laughs) And then, you know, I look back also, I was in a a Columbus Day parade as Miss Made in Italy, even though I'm a Jewish girl from the suburbs (laughs) of New York, waving in a red Ferrari. And honestly, that was one of my favorite life moments. And I was like, why was that so fulfilling? Because I like to be the center of attention. I like to bring joy to people. Yeah. Like those are all things. And it's like, how can I integrate that into what I do? Well, lo and behold, being a life coach um, and, you know, being a next stack reinvention coach or being a, I also like to call myself a creativity cheerleader or yes. a dun, da, 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 dream detective, finding <laughs> those dun, dun, dun moments and turning them into ahas. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh. So
1: yeah. and And, and so then I, you know, couldn't stop. I was on a roll. And then I started, I just said, I'm going to do a one woman show for my birthday uh, in 2018. And yeah. I did that too. And it's just like, these are the things like I didn't want to be an actress. I just wanted to have this experience because once right after I graduated college, I saw a woman uh, do a one woman show <clears throat> called spaghetti and matzo balls. I was like, oh my God, that's my story. I'm a uh-huh. Jewish girl who thinks she was Italian in past life. Like <laughs> I want to do that. It all and comes then I full circle a chorus line, I can do that. Of like, I'm gonna do that. So 10 years later, I did that. And it wasn't because I wanted to be an actress. It's just because it was something that I always wanted to do, like one yeah. time, and I did it. And I think there's a lot of things like we always go to like, oh, I need to find the new job to, to fix whatever my problem is. But it's like, yeah. no, you could keep the job you're in, you could still find something else. But if you start taking the small steps, and take these brave, courageous actions to build like something that you've always wanted to do, like even do stand up or just even sing karaoke for the first time, like these things will open you up and then the new job will become more accessible and the clues will clear your path and eventually a new job will open up or you'll get an idea of something that you might want to create. And Mm -hmm. so that's what I love to do. Be kind of like a creative think tank for millennials to help them, you know, come up with some ideas, brainstorm and figure out what are some things you could dabble in, explore, experiment with. And then people go from me to a business coach. So yeah. I'm not the business coach. I'm kind of like the preschool play pen, like think tank area yeah. where we just come up with ideas and then explore, experiment, build your confidence and your courage and like retap into your creativity.
0: Yes. Ugh, oh, I get so chills because
1: I love this stuff. Like how could this be a job? But it is. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's so true. And yeah, I was talking about this the other day about this whole idea that, you know, change is hard because when you make drastic changes in your life, then it means stepping away from an old identity, the identity that's maybe centered around a job title or the career that you've had for the past 20 years. And I think the fear that so many times shows up myself included, is that when you're stepping into this more authentic identity, it also requires you to take down the mask that so many of us have worn for our entire lives in order to, you know, fit in with societal norms, the people pleasing, the over committing, the, you know, playing small, so to speak, Um, and taking off that mask Requires not just vulnerability, but like you mentioned before, too, a shit ton of courage and the courage specifically to be able to face some of those limiting beliefs that keep so many of us so stuck. So let's talk about that next of like, as you were stepping into your own journey, and now as you're even helping others to do the same, what were some of the limiting beliefs that you encountered along the way that you had to kind of break down and break through?
1: Oh, so many. I love this <laughs> yeah. question because they are so there, and they veer their head all the time. and I've just gotten really good at making it a game of catching them yeah. and building my awareness so that I can then shift them and p- pivot them. Um so number one was it's gonna be hard, and I'm not gonna do it right. Like that was just ingrained into my mind yeah. like from an early age, and I know the source of it. My dad used to correct my essays with a red pen and give them give them back to me and say, "Do it again." So much that I had mm. 65 drafts of my college essay to get into college. I numbered them. Yes. Woo! Yes. And yes. they
0: wonder it's- why we're all perfectionists. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And so then that translated into my jobs, like reading my emails 50 times before hitting send. just like, oh my gosh, very, yeah. very painful. So yeah, it's, it's going to be hard. It's going to take a long time. Also, like I can't do it, you know am I doing it right like that would just be the cycle of and then I turned that into a song I can't and I don't know from you know I'm just a girl who can't say no (laughs) (laughs) and I was like just catch it and laugh at it and then move on yeah yeah
0: yes and the one that um that I know you kind of mentioned before as well is this whole idea of like people aren't going to like, quote unquote, get me like people aren't going to understand me the most like authentic version of myself. And what I love, love, love about what you do. If you uh, follow Stephanie on social media, we'll make sure to post that with the podcast episode as well. But like you incorporate so much play and vulnerability into uh, your posts on social media, your conversations with others, and so what did that take for you to be able to like really embrace that new sense of creativity, really be able to embrace that sense of uniqueness that so many of us cover up for half of our lives or more with the mask to fit in? Like, what did it take for you to step beyond that and really step into like true Stephanie creativity power?
1: Yeah, uh, it took a lot, I'm, I, it's going on 10 years, Peter. Like, Yeah. I've been inching out slowly. I had such a huge mask. I like to say, like I used to practice smiling when I was a kid. I had a three-step smile. Mm -mm 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 -mm. (laughs) Like I'm not kidding. This is what I did as a kid to like because I hid behind my smile. That was my mask. Like I enjoyed my smile. I've been told I have a nice one, which I agree. Thank you. Uh (laughs) But like, but like, no. It just hid everything. And like, now I can finally say for the first time in my life that this smile is genuine and I'm truly like happy, but it was a <laughs> 10 year journey. Like I really just, you know, something was hard and I just, I was like, I'm just going to smile through it, you yeah. know? So I'm sorry. What was the original <laughs> question? No,
0: yeah, I mean, they, I think you just answered it too. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and I'm going to, I'm going to throw this additional question at you too, because again, it kind of goes back to like, you're so playful, you're so authentic and I love how you incorporate that into your coaching model too, where it's like therapy, uh, self-development, doing the inner work. It doesn't always have to be a painful process, right? Like we can make it fun. We can make it. And what did you call it? Explore. What's the word? Uh,
1: explore and experiment. Exple- experiment. Now I made a new word. So <laughs> explorement.
0: Explorement. Yeah. We can explorement. Yeah with some of those different parts of our identity and become playful with it. Like it doesn't have to be a, you know, trudging through the mud sort of experience. I know for me, that's what it was. And man, I wish I had you you. to guide me by my side because there was so much beating myself up through the journey. Right. There was so much of the, yeah, there was so much of those voices where it was like, you need to do this. This is the next step. Like, and I was following somebody else's plan still versus like, Hey, let me just like, get back in touch with inner Peter, inner child Peter, and figure out like, what does he want to do next? Right. Um,
1: uh, Oh, I remember one thing about from what you were saying, just like it took something to push past the smile and allow myself. Like when I first started on social media, like, I don't know, I think it was like 2015, you know, this is going on a number of years now. Like I only would perform on Periscope because I didn't want my family and friends to see me, you know, I had to build up my confidence. And then eventually I was like, okay, I'm going to actually go on Facebook live where people that actually know me from work and family and friends. And it took something to get there. And even when I started going to karaoke for the first time, I was like shaking and I recorded videos because one day I want to edit that together and show the transition, but it takes something like to remove the mask and allow yourself to be who you are. Like it, yeah, it takes something and it's a journey And and it doesn't. And the therapy part, too, I just want to say, like, I had a number of therapists. I actually made a spreadsheet once we were up to 13 um, yeah. because I always was moving. And I before Zoom pandemic times, you know, you wanted a therapist in your local area. And I also wanted a therapist that I liked. So I shopped around. I just if I didn't like the vibe, I was like, this isn't working for me. And I, I moved on. So I really think that therapy and coaching can work together. They're complementary with an E. Yes. Um, but also therapy, I was like hitting my head against the wall, complaining all the time. And it wasn't until, you know, I started shifting my thoughts and catching those moments uh-huh. and turning them into ahas that I could actually, you know, move forward and and own my power. Yeah. And that's what I love to share and teach. And when I work with clients and create your calling,
0: yes. it's so fun. So <laughs> it fun. doesn't have
1: to be hard, annoying and ugh, painful. Yeah,
0: exactly. Oh, I love that. Um, Stephanie, I got one more kind of big question here for you. And thinking about where you are today and the journey that you've been through and this whole idea of embracing your identity, embracing your creativity. What does that look like for you today?
1: Yeah. So what that looks like for me today is just letting the floodgates open and just showing up as my true authentic self to be you know, an example of what's possible for other people. Like, I really think that we get so attached to the definition of creativity. Like we often think it's like, oh, I have a paintbrush. Oh, you know, I'm I'm a singer. It's like, no, I don't have any one thing. And that's what I want people to realize that everyone that's human is creative. And it doesn't have to look like this is your form of creativity because mine doesn't exist. I'm not, a, I'm not a professional singer. I'm not a professional actress. I'm right, not, yeah. you know, I just like to r- write parody songs and I like to write poetry in the style of Dr. Seuss. And uh-huh. none of them are professional I'm not published in anything yet. Uh, but you know, it's like we all have creativity and I want people to build their courage, build their confidence, let their creativity out and just have fun, experimenting. With yes. it and making things up and improving on the go because you don't know once you start, like, you don't know what's possible, and just have fun in that part. And then things will open up. You might find a new job, you might find a new community of friends, you might find new hobbies to integrate, and slowly you'll feel more fulfilled and in, in flow with yourself and have the ability to create what's calling you.
0: Exactly. One tiny step at a time, right? It doesn't have to be a huge step. It doesn't have to be a huge career move. It can just be, Hey, you know what? I'm actually going to post something on social media that's vulnerable without worrying about what everybody else is going to say about it or think about it. I'm just going to do it from a sense of pure authenticity and identity. Oh, so good.
1: Step out of that comfort zone one tiny step at a time.
0: Step out of that box. And I love the quote that you mentioned before. Share it with the audience, the Deepak Chopra quote.
1: Oh, okay. So Deepak Chopra has this quote that I love. He says, instead of thinking outside of the box, I have a box. Oh, I disappeared. A box. (laughs) Get, I love dropping things. Get rid of the box. So instead Uh, of thinking outside of the box, get rid of the box.
0: Yes. So good. Create your own path. Yes. So good. Well, Stephanie, um, tell the audience a little bit more about where they can find out more about you, your workshops, all that good stuff.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Stephanie Rennert, my full name and that's Steph with an F, not a PH. If you're spelling it, make sure you got the F in there. S T E F A N I E R E N N E R T. And then also I invite everyone to go to createyourcalling.com slash checklist for a free gift that will help you to uncover unique gifts that you may have overlooked in yourself.
0: Love that. And you've got the website too that we'll be sure to post so that uh, people can also find out about, you know, scheduling a call with you, that type of thing as well.
1: Yep. And I also lead workshops, the clues to your calling workshops, three keys to ignite your courage, confidence and creativity and they're super fun and visual
0: as well awesome love it well Steph thank you so much again for coming on and sharing your story I am certain that it is going to inspire others to you know be able to take again just that first little tiny step to do something courageous and take off the mask. So thanks again, Steph, for joining us.
1: You're welcome. Creativity Whoa. cheerleader, dream detective, and next Deck reinvention coach out. <laughs> Thank you, Peter. Love it. Thanks for helping the reset spread. It's so important.
0: Of Great course. Weapons. And thank you all so much for listening to another episode of the millennial reset. If you like what you heard, be sure to visit the website www.themillennialreset.com where you can subscribe to the podcast, sign up for the next future workshops that are coming up and learn more about coaching opportunities. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next time on the millennial reset. Hey besties, if you're one of the millions of millennials feeling stuck in a constant state of stress and burnout, then number one, you're not alone. And number two, there is a way out. Be sure to check out www.themillennialreset.com for free online workshops, or you can become a member and join a community of support to learn a better way out of burnout.